Welcome to the Tree My Dog Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Tree My Dog Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about this week, Jeff. Uh, it's hot. Yes. Um, Very hot. Miserable. Uh, uh, I didn't hunt a whole lot this week, Jeff. I, I didn't hunt at all. None? None. Oh, you're fired. Just completely fired. That's just pitiful. I'm sorry. <sighs> I, I, all it's I did okay. this week was work. I worked a lot of overtime. Well, got to get that money, money. Got to get that money. Um, man... Yeah, didn't do much. Uh, took boy a couple times. Couldn't hardly even strike a track as hot as it is. Uh, went hunting last night with John and Montana, and we all the older dogs got in there, and they all packed up on one tree, had a coon in it and a briar thicket. Uh, so that was fun. Um, other than that, man, we ain't got nothing going on. It's hot. We're going here in just a little bit. Uh, it's a little cooler tonight, so... It felt awesome this morning. I don't know when you got up. I got up at like noon. I got up at like 6, and that, that storm was rolling through. It rained? Well, it didn't rain at my house, but I don't know about, I thought I got struck by lightning at one point. Cause I don't know about, it, like, it hit, lightning struck right behind my house when I was outside. Wow. Walked to my shop. I jumped. Hmm. And, uh... I was dead to the world, but... But, dude, it felt so nice. The hmm. nice breeze. It didn't even sweat. Didn't, we didn't break a sweat outside. It feels pretty good outside right now. This Sunday evening, we're going we're going here in just a little bit. We got to swing by and pick Tyler up on the way. Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> Tyler's good people. He can go with. Anyway, while we ain't got nothing to talk about, let's go ahead and get into this interview. Uh, Randy Menner come on and was good mm-hmm. enough to talk to us. Um, so let's go ahead and get into that now, and uh, y'all stay tuned. All right, Jeff, tonight on the podcast, we have Mr. Randy Minner from Stamps, Arkansas. Randy, how are you this evening? Doing good. That's great to hear. Man, this weather's got us. I want to go hunting. I just can't bring myself to do it in 105 degrees with 115 heat index. I just can't do it. It's, it's rough yeah. up here. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get this thing started. Why don't you go and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I'm Randy Minner, Stamps, Arkansas, 44 years old, pretty much lived here all my life born and raised here just been coon hunting really pretty much all my life i guess really so i think thing when i was around 13 or 14 i really got interested and wanted to start hunting more my dad hunted when i was little and had some dogs back then and then always had deer dogs so there was always dogs around but as i got older and was you know wanting to do my own thing he had quit but i kind of got back into it and uh that's probably I guess 30 years ago now. Wow. Yeah. So you started at a young age. You say you've had them all your life, you know, been around dogs your whole life. Can you tell us a little bit about the dogs you started out with? Yeah, it's walker dogs. I mean, that's pretty typical around this country. I mean, everybody's, most of them I was around had walker dogs. Um, And just like everybody else when you're that age, I started out thinking I wanted pup and know how that goes yeah <laughs> never goes good does it <laughs> no and i i can remember i was probably 15 around that age and we were duck hunting a lot back then too and i was coon hunting with you know just different ones here would, would take me back then and i remember one christmas uh my parents decided you know i wanted a dog and it was either going to be a duck dog or a coon dog well i got to thinking about it and you, you could coon hunt most all you know all year duck season just lasted a few months right but yeah. you 
So, uh, you know, that, that pretty much made my decision right then. And they bought a coon dog for me for Christmas. I think they bought it local here. I think they gave like 500 bucks for it. And uh, it was an older dog, broke dog. And that dog probably taught me more about coon hunting than, than anything. Right. And I remember I, about that time is when I started wanting to go to them competition hunts. You know, everybody, you got the magazines back then. That's how you kept up with everything. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cooner and what, what was it? Cooner and Coonhound Bloodlines and. Bloodlines and, yeah, just, I think, full crap all of them you know i had subscriptions to all of them so some of these guys around here had hunted in the hunts over the years you know and talking to them well back then i think friendship arkansas still had a club and it was it's pretty good club still Man. strong a lot of yeah. members i love I don't that know if y'all remember that i, I do I, I loved hunting out of friendship it was a great club it, yeah I always yeah. had a good time over there yeah i think over the years i think later in the years will kind of took it over and trying to do a lot with it all um, right but we decided to go go there one night and i remember robert russell carried me there and on the way i'd never been in a hunt you know i was i didn't know what to think or what to what to do really but you know he was explaining to me he said well you know when your dog barks he's smelling a coon didn't he i said yeah yeah he said well just when he barks you strike him we line him up and cut him loose man i was nervous and just right out of the truck you know all the dogs just run into each other and piled up in bushes and he just come out of there hollering right. and i struck him on it <laughs> and and i'll never forget that but uh and i guess they let me get away with it i don't remember getting honest back then but from that night on and i was hooked in those competitions yeah my first one it's been a long time too and i say a long time it's 13 years ago 14 years ago now i guess and and yeah yeah i was hooked from then i got out for a few years um so that first dog you had that walker dog do you remember how it was bred do you know anything remember anything about it yeah he was uh he was house bred i don't I, he might have had some lipper in him but i, I remember like the houses tom tom and you know clint some of those dogs so yeah. just a big old black and white spotted dog i called topper yeah. had a good mouth though didn't it though <laughs> good mouth and i i think i might have made him a night champion now, back then you had to get the the first and then the the points i think right. so but but as soon as i got a driver's license man we i just started going to hunts and yeah i mean back then there was a lot more clubs around you could go to close i mean you know like you said friendship uh they had did they had the club at el dorado back then they they did it was a it was a real strong ukc hunt back then right and they had a club at warren which is not terrible mm-hmm. far from you and they had a pine bluff club there for a while i don't know if you ever went to it no i didn't because back then and this i went with someone you know probably only supposed to drive so far i probably drove further they're not supposed to just to go but you know i mean there's a lot of not it kept you out of trouble because you were always coon hunting you know yeah. that's that's what i was doing so that's right <laughs> well have you well, always hunted walker dogs yeah mainly i i think it through the years i've had just about every one of you know from blue ticks to plots to red bones or but they just didn't stay long it's just right you know when you're young back and we're talking like mid 90s anything anybody give you you take just to go see if it's a coon so right yeah. I, rem- I remember when i got started too the same way anything that looked like a hound you'd think it's gonna go tree a coon oh yeah we'd, we'd load it up and take it and try it and see can you tell us about the hounds you're hunting today yeah um there's i mean we can go through kind of through the list of them you know 20 25 years ago to now if you want to <laughs> hey let's do it let's go okay well um probably as later in the late 90s i'd graduated and you know working and and had gotten married and all that i remember buying a dog from robert mckenzie down there in louisiana called red river cobbler and that's probably my first really good dog all right and i started going to a lot more hunts and, and i finished him out i grand knighted him well back then once you grand knighted them that was pretty much 
much it unless there was a big hunt or you know world qualifying or something like that so that's that's when i made a switch to start hunting more pkc and i i carried him to um wheeling springs i don't know if y'all remember that club i, I remember it. i never hunted out of it oh, yeah. but i do remember uh, it well, well probably towards the end of the 90s early 2000s and that was like one of the biggest clubs around on a and and this was back when it was like 15 dollar tuesday night one hour hunts <laughs> <laughs> and when you pulled up there, I mean, there's 30 to 40 dogs on a Tuesday night. Wow. And, and I mean, you're drawing coon dogs. And, and these guys, you let it get to a Friday or Saturday night on the added money hunt, they didn't hard, they didn't want to slit during the week, much less on the weekend. If you won, I mean, you were going back out to hunt. Right. So that, that kind of introduced me there to, the to you know, sure enough, competition style of dog and what it takes to, to win and win consistent. And But uh, but Cobbler, he was real nice. And, and knowing now what I didn't really really know what i had back then i wish i had him now but we done we done a lot of winning and he uh what what uh what style dog was he was it was he did he pack a lot or was he deep and lonely like the guy now or i mean no because see what i remember back then there wasn't really no deep and lonely type dog everything i mean they, they would hunt it out real good but they were independent but they didn't just blow out of the country like they do now you know a mile in each direction right and it's just he was one of those that that hunted out the woods real good and took whatever tracks he come to and, and usually put a coon to him on the end. Now, he wasn't any fun to hunt during the week, pleasure hunting, but he, he was a competition-style dog. When you carried him to a hunt, it's like he knew he was there and, and just, just a totally different dog. He knew he knew what his job was. He knew what his job was. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd kill for one of them right now. <laughs> yeah i know that's what i'm saying i'm a i'm a teenager early 20s and i didn't know what i had back then but right. and um and i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty bad about if i've got a dog i stick with that dog i don't i don't go through a bunch you know now I'm, there's been a bunch that's come through over the years that i might hunt on the side just to see but if i've got one that's winning and i liked and they usually have a home here and i'm gonna stay with them for you know until right. they get old so i think i think as he i remember as he was getting older and he was probably eight or nine you know towards the end there where he really wasn't it was time to start trying to find something different that's that's when i'd uh i guess i guess i was in a hunt down there around queen city or atlanta texas and running to mark Watley. i called him up because he had a dog called shock and it was the same type of deal he had grand knighted him and was putting him in a few pkc hunts but but he always had pups coming coming along at the same time so once he got one kind of finished out he was done with them so we and him worked the deal and become partners and i think i i got him like late in the year but i won enough money to get him in top 16 getting qualified for the world and several other things and but i didn't have him very long i think the following year was coming down to like the fall where the state races were getting towards the end and you know all that and and i remember coming in from a hunt one night and the next morning he was dead out there so that kind of oh wow yeah that kind of that kind of sent me back because you back then you run the state race all year long to try to get in the top 10 or 12 and then your dog's dead you know that's wow i mean do you know what happened to him just just no i think uh if i remember we called some vets and was going to get him like checked out or something they didn't we didn't know because i just got in from a hunt probably about three or four o'clock in the morning and then you know got back up probably around you know 10 or 11 and checked on him and he was dead so i don't know they act they think he might have gotten some some poison that night somewhere you know Hmm. so it's just one of those deals i think i probably went through a few dogs in trying to find something else and i wound up i wound up with a half brother at the shot that me and mark partnered on um and i called him we and i got he was pretty young when i got him and uh, we we hunted for about a year just just more or less pleasure hunting just getting him ready 
and I think when it was all said and done, you know, I made him a silver champion. I think had he had eight or nine thousand right there, close to a gold champion. He was uh, he was a nice dog. He just had weird ways. If you hauled him over three hours, I mean, you better you better be there a couple of days to let him adjust. He just didn't haul good. Wow. And one of those dogs to where if he's running a track and another dog comes in there and beats him to a tree, he'd stand there at the tree. And you take a minus, and he's just sold up just standing there. Something beat him to the tree. Weird. You, you'd win a lot, but you'd lose a lot, things like that. So Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't even try to jealous tree or anything like that. Just, just kind of pout a little bit, huh? Just, just pout. I've seen him. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, I, I knew, I knew the type of dog he was, and that's one reason I still, I kept him and I hauled him around to all these hunts. But it, a lot of times you'd be embarrassed. Two hour hunt, he's liable to stand around, just tiptoe around you for an hour, and uh, the next, the last hour, go tree three coons. Right. Just, just a dog, just a weird dog. I had a, I think during that same time, I had a dog called P90X, and she was, she was real nice. Jip, she was out of insane x and i've always liked hunting females it's just for some reason i always wind up with male dogs and i'm trying to i'm trying to stay away from males now but because what happens is the same type of deal i had her and will at the same time well i was winning more with him so i would leave her at home so that's why i just like having one good dog right. to hunt. yeah i got i got two right now well i got i got one little tree coon and one that's trying to tree one and it, it you know it's hard to make that decision. I want to go look at coons, but I know I got a puppy I need to be training too. So it's it's hard. That's I understand. Right. And that's right. And when you got two good dogs, two coon dogs, it's it's even harder when there's a hunt because you're you take one that's you, you know he's he's on up in the state race or whatever you're doing. You're trying to keep him in the money or, or trying to win this. So you leave the other one at home. Well, then at the end of the night you lose and you think, well, I wish I would have brought the other one. So <laughs> it's I, I like having one good dog, and then it makes that decision pretty easy. Right. That's the one I'm taking. But I I had I'd done some winning with her, just local stuff. Because back then, um, that was probably 2010, maybe somewhere in that that time period. That and there was there's still a lot of hunts in Southwest Arkansas, a lot of clubs back then. Right. And um, you know there were there was times there was three or four hunts a week. Wow. From and nowadays, I mean. I'd probably have to drive an hour or two to make a hunt during the week. So it was it was a lot easier to, you know, to... Yeah, it was a lot easier to get to, your money earned back then. You know... A lot easier. We got a club here at Sheridan, the Toll Club. They're talking about opening it back up. They did open the P, or UKC side up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about opening the PK side, PKC side back up. And uh, just the other day, uh, Jeff and Jordan Brown and Charlie McPherson, they're talking about opening the uh, a club up around Fordyce Bearden area. So hopefully... We we can get some, more, get some more clubs going close a lot closer to me than it is to you of course but uh. yeah but i mean i i've hunted all those places and it, it's you know it's good hunting and good guys so we we need more of that we uh and we've got a strong ukc club here in stamps and so i think it's it's doing real good and i think it's gonna you know keep doing good and even picked up a rqe last year yeah y'all had a pro classic down there too didn't you we yeah we done a pro classic and the, and the rqe the same weekend right and and probably i'll do something like that this winter right. i hope so i like i've been down there one time i got to go down there and hunt i got a cast win but uh i liked hunting down there i ain't, i never hunted down that part of the world before and it was, it was some good hunting down there i liked it yeah there there's there's good places you just got to know where to go and 
and like I said, I was born and raised here, so I pretty much know everybody, and uh, and got access to a lot of a lot of private land. And it makes it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So P90X, where where would we go from there? Well, I had P90X, and I I bred her three times to wheel. I made that cross three times, wow. and each cross, I mean, there was actually dogs come out of each cross that that done real good. Uh, I wound up, I, I think at some point I I figured up I'd either bought back or had three or four, you know, over the years out of those crosses. While the one I wound up keeping and hunting for a while was uh, the one I called No Coon Boone, right. and he uh, he made a really nice dog he he was one of those that i sold him at his pup the guy that that didn't coon hunt no had never coon hunted and didn't know anything about it when he just walked this dog down through the woods as a five-month-old puppy and would call me and send me videos of him treeing and he didn't have a clue you know just the one one everybody's looking for out of the litter that'll naturally do it and uh i think he kept him in the house and i tried to buy him from the time he was pupped all the way until i got him you know he's just one of them guys that didn't want to get rid of him but we a buddy of mine, Chris England, I think, got him. Finally, got him bought, and then I, I made a deal with him and, and got him. But he turned out to be a real nice dog, and, and still is. He's just he's got some age on him. But that probably brings me up to where we're at now with a uh, stylus hell bitch. Right. And at the time, I was I'd kind of done my thing with Boone and and was ready to move on and and trying to get back to hunting, find me a good female. And nowadays, man, you can keep up with everything on Facebook. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. so I'd been seeing a dog up north that had done some winning when she was uh when she was real young you know like probably eight nine ten months old picking up ukc wins and i didn't i didn't really think much about it other than the only thing that caught my eye was she was mainly white and then for some reason i just i like a white dog or a different dog but i always wound up with blanket you know red-headed blanket back walker dogs yeah and and i remember seeing that and i screenshotted it and time went on and i got to thinking about it so you know it's probably six seven months later and i went back through there and i found it and i found out you know who owned her and all that well sean bennett had, was the one that owned her and, and put the winds on her and posted all that so i sent him a message where he had sold her she had sold she had sold for good money as a one-year-old and so i, I kind of i don't even i don't think i've done anything at that time but i just you know i, I said well she's she's sold and i was trying to figure out who had her and all this right. and i reached back out to him and he told me he said he sold her to eddie spencer and bobby carroll and i think eddie lives in virginia or west virginia and Bobby's over there kind of in that same area yeah so I sent them a message and you know I asked them I said well would you be interested in selling her and it just so happened they had they had bought her to raise pups um, they had had a um, their male dog I think they called him T-Rex they were studying him and they were buying up some you know some good gyps to breed and so when they bought her she just sat in the pen for months oh wow that's heartbreaking I know and so anyway they said yeah the, that dog had just died and so they didn't need her well they had sent her to Stephen Bass and i don't know if y'all know him he's he's on facebook a lot and and steven he hunts a lot you'll see him on there he had her and anyway me and eddie we we worked a deal out on her and and i got her bought and he told me he said well steven's got her he's been trying to tune her up because she's just been sitting in the pen until we figured out what to do so so i i buy the dog and i call steven and i said you know hey look i just i just bought this dog and you know i'll, I'll make arrangements try to get her and all that i said well what do you what do you think about her and uh and he told me and i didn't know steven at the time he told me he said man i don't know what you paid for he said but you pay too much he said she's not worth anything i wouldn't i wouldn't have wasted my money on her and 
you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, man, I know what I paid, and I paid, I paid good money for this. This was right before these the dog prices went crazy. You know, yeah. you know, now nowadays you couldn't. You know what a dog's gonna bring. Exactly. I mean, it's yeah, it's unreal the prices they're paying for these dogs. And and this was right before that. But I still I still paid good for it. And and when he told me that, I was like, you know, and I, I just sat there. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. And so I got to, you know, she's mine now. So I've got to deal with it, whatever it is. <laughs> and so I. I sent uh, Sean a, a message. I said, hey, I said, how far are you from him? And he told me a few hours. I said, look, I'll pay you to go get her, and I'll pay you to hunt her for a month, and you just tell me if this is the same dog you sold a year ago. So he he gets her, and a few weeks later, he, he calls me. He said, man, look, he said, he said, there ain't nothing wrong with her. She said, she's doing the exact same. And, and uh, he said, you'll be happy with her. So I'm sitting there still, you know, I, I at this point, I still don't know what I bought because yeah. I bought her off Facebook, you know. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and anyway, that's about the time COVID hit because I told him I, it was getting close to the spring super stakes. And I, I said, well, just you hunter and I'll get her when I come up there for that. And that's when COVID hit. Well, that postponed everything. Right. And that year they moved super stakes, I think, till June. Yes. And so now she's stuck up there and i, I told, finally told him i said look i'll get her down here and i got a dog her, got her sent down here and, and started hunting her well man i i really like and so i, I was kind of confused on all that and and at the time i didn't know Stephen. i know him pretty good now you know I, and, and we're good friends and stuff but it's just sometimes and i'm sure y'all y'all seen it too a lot of times there's just certain dogs that you like somebody else doesn't like oh yeah yeah, yeah. and you know I've, I've sold dogs i've had dogs and sold dogs over the years that man were good dogs i just i just didn't like them now the next man liked them and won and done all you know kept them the rest of their life but that's right. just you know you just got to get along and you you got to kind of have a bond with them and i you know i think she just wasn't steven's type that, that he likes to hunt right so anyway we go to the super stakes don't do any good and then that's in june well that july and and the whole time in my mind this kind of this is kind of what keeps me going too in my mind i was like you know i'm gonna prove a point he said he you know i'm wasting my money and all this well that just motivated me there to, to really prove a point so we didn't do any good there but i've been hunting and it's july and you know how hot it is i mean it's like it is right now right well we started started the month off pretty good and picked up some money i said well i'm gonna run for a truck ticket and i just got a memory on facebook that showed back up a couple days ago and that july i called luke bows and luke lives around paris texas and he was in for from college and i asked him i said hey look i want to i want to run for a truck ticket would you help me? he said yeah i'll help you so that month i think we put her in 23 hunts and won 13 wow. and got a truck ticket and and that's you talking about a lot of late nights and a lot of miles i mean oh, that yeah. was there were there was times he's he's in paris i'm in stamps about halfway around texarkana or decap and i would go to a hunt a couple hours away get up work meet him that evening or that afternoon and he would take her to hunt that night maybe keep her a day or two and then we just we've done that all month wow uh, i think he, he went to all the hunts in texas and oklahoma and i, I went to everything in louisiana and arkansas it was right. close in the 30 dollar hunts so at the end of the month we get a truck ticket and i want to i don't think I, I put her in ukc hunt she's already a grand night and i like hunting both i don't know you know if y'all hunt one or the other but man i just i hunt them all it well, doesn't yeah. matter to me yeah i mean we hunt a lot of ukc around here because that's the clubs that are close and I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, ain't got, I got $63 one on my, my three year old, and he's just not a PKC dog. He, he, he's just not cut out for PKC. Uh, UKC does fine. I don't know why. 
uh, I may try when the season rolls back around, or, or the, yeah, when the race rolls back around, I may try to hunt him again in it. But he's just never done just real good in PKC hunts. So well, I, and, and I ripped my dog crank, which he's an English. I haven't pushed him in. I haven't even put him in any PKC hunts because really, I think the last couple we've had close to here, I've, I've missed them. Had other stuff going on, so I'm planning. I'm gonna try to start them in some PKC hunts as soon as, like David says, when they start rolling back around. Yeah, yeah, especially like um, around October when they start back, when the year starts back over. You know. And the, the one-hour hunts are good for that, you know, just get them out there and get them exposed. And, right. But, and, and, and back in the early 90s or mid-90s when I started hunting, I mean, that's what that's what I started out hunting was UKC. And then I, I got away from it for a while, but I kind of, nowadays, I mean, the way the rules are and with everything they got going on, I mean, it's it's a good deal. and. And I really enjoy, and I enjoy the bigger UKC hunts a lot. I mean, that's to me that they're really nice, and they they just roll out the red carpet, and it's a it's a real good show they put on for you. Yeah, so. we hunted our first, I guess, big ink or UKC hunt. We hunted English Days this year. I went up and handled for uh, Jared Washburn up there at English Days, mm-hmm. and uh, that was our first big UKC hunt. And you know, it, I was impressed with the, just the way they put everything on and done a good job at that. So I plan on going to Winter Classic here in February. So yeah, it's I've I've been there a few times, man. I really I, I like going to it. it. There's a lot of lot of stuff going on and a lot of dogs. You'll you'll enjoy it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so. caught up on your dogs. What, so if you had to start over, yeah, and she's she's actually pups right now. That's I hadn't hadn't hunted a whole lot last month or so kind of she's on pups right now so as soon as as soon as i get them weaned get her back in shape we've got a lot lot to go you know finish going to so when you're when you're starting out with a dog and you get a pup yet you're going to pick one out or keep one out of the litter what what are you looking for in a pup what 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 makes you want to keep that one pup i i don't know i i like something different i mean i I kept i kept a female out of that last litter and uh and the only reason i did she's she's colored up a lot like her mom and then when when the pups first started kind of moving around she was one that i went out there one night just to check on them and she she was out of the box and actually out of the pen wonder she even made it you know the eyes wasn't open it's just I, i don't even know how she made it that far out there still live but uh that's i I just always like to have something different always work but got to start somewhere well how are those pups doing that did you bred her i know you bred her to not i've got i got one out of not that was bred to blant jones clover dog and uh they're about they're probably about a month apart probably i guess yeah um i think these just turned a year old the ones i know about uh i know one's got a couple of wins in ukc that they done that when the dog was probably nine or ten months old wow and there's one and i know of one in south carolina that's doing good and one in louisiana i got a video on a few weeks ago that that uh, a real nice tree dog so i think i think this fall and winter you'll start you'll start hearing about them a little bit more yeah i i you know got they were born in mine was born in june or may and i didn't really push him back this kill season i, I should have but i didn't i just got him back out here probably a month ago and he's coming on pretty good he uh treed four last week i think treed four last <laughs> week in a possum he, he's starting to try to do a little something and i think i'm gonna like him eventually yeah, I, I just after after a little bit more fine tuning them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and right now it's so hard. The kittens on the ground and blackberry thickets, and it's just 
it's so hot on a dog. I, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hot and dry, and I think they pick up a lot of bad habits this time of year, too, when it's like that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have just a whole lot of coons. Um, and we got coons, but they're just few and far between. Uh, you'll hit pockets of them in tree. Like I said, we treat two within, I don't know, 600 yards of each other the other night, and, and I haven't even hardly been able to strike a track past couple nights. Yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back out there. Like I said, I, well, I say I am. I got a good excuse not to since she's got pups on her right now, but uh, but it won't be long. I, I bred her to uh, to Scott Rental and Chad Risby's Money to Blow Dog. Oh yeah, and so I'm uh, the ones that uh, the ones that's out there. They're doing real good, so I think this this will be a real good cross here. Ready to see what they're going to do. Someone came up to you and you know asked your advice about those wanting to start out coon hunting and everything. What advice would you give them? Uh, man, kind of like the same advice, y'all, that some of these other guys have said on the podcast, don't get a puppy. <laughs> I mean, you know, and here's the thing. There's so much social media and Facebook and, and actually YouTube. You can get on there now. They can watch all these videos of all this and, and uh, get with these guys and find them an older dog and let that dog teach them. Right. Yeah, what I do. yeah I, my nephew just started hunting a couple years ago and he was wanting a puppy and i finally talked him out of a puppy but uh i told him we're gonna find him a, a good started dog not a finished dog but a, a good decent started dog that, that still needs some work that's just not just not ready just yet you know what i'm saying uh, right but, yeah yeah and that's that's kind of what I, my youngest is 16 and he's his buddies are kind of into squirrel hunting and coon hunting so he's kind of got into it well, well scott Reynolds sent a dog over here for him to hunt and that's man i just i let them boys go and and do their thing and you know i know where they're at but no, i told them just turn the dog loose just make sure you go get him and bring him back but that's that's the best way for them to learn right is just go out there by themselves and, and just figure it out right yeah that, that's that's pretty much everybody's advice is to don't get a puppy you know go with somebody that's already established coon hunting and get with them and learn learn things i, I tell them learn if you're going to competition hunt learn the rules yeah. I, I mean you know yeah and and i'm gonna tell you that i was thinking about that too for the people that's wanting to get into the competition hunt learn the rules um tag along on some hunt but you know the main thing is the main thing advice i'll give them is these garments are great learn how to use them but then learn you know train yourself and discipline yourself to put that in your pocket and listen and learn your dog too because but you know back when i started that's that's how we done it and there wasn't no garments was there <laughs> well, no no so and and i'm bad about it too now you know if, if you're sitting there hadn't heard a dog bark and say four or five minutes man you want to look see where they're at where you just need to leave that garmin alone and then listen for those barks and, and you'll pick up on a lot more of that too you'll pick up on a lot more barks and and start understanding what they're doing but it's hard not to look yeah, it so. is and i and I, i'm i'm the world's worst about it. i'll sit there with the garment in my hand all night whether the dogs are barking or not i'm just yeah. and and with this puppy I've, I've been trying to just kind of st- stick it in my vest and leave it alone and just not even worry about what he's doing but, but it's hard because that bright screen sure sure is attractive <laughs> oh it is i know it's it's just it's his habits we get in habits so yes right. i know you uh gotten that final four that hundred thousand dollar jarvis sumford's memorial hunt but uh what do you think about the growth of our sport and how it's blowed up in the past few years i know we talked about dog prices a little while ago but just the purses in these hunts these days what what do you think about that man it's i like it i mean you you still got all different kinds of levels i mean the thing is yeah i i took a chance on that that jarvis sumford's hunt i mean that's a four thousand dollar inch right that's you know you're stepping up to do that or i am anyway yeah because uh, 
and and luckily I had a I had a guy go in with me, David Reiner. He went in on half of it, and so it makes it a little bit easier. But you know, it was a good time for him to go in. I mean, yeah. he, so I, I like it. But you know, early the thing is that was in February. Well, that following September is when I got her in in the UKC World World Hunt, and I think we placed we placed sixth at the UKC World. Right. So you know, that's that's a big accomplishment for me. That uh, that was what you know, a few hundred dollars on the entries. Yeah. So I mean, it. So you've got all different levels, and it. I like. Yeah. I mean, I, I I would love to go hunt. You know, the pro sport hunts. You know, the truck hunt. What every month? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're fairly. I say they're reasonably priced. I mean, what are they about twelve fifty, thirteen hundred dollars, something like that? Yeah. Um, and I mean, here's the deal. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money. But then at the same time, that that month we run for that truck ticket. I don't even want to know what I had in that. <laughs> well, yeah, with, with gas money and 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 entry fees and and food and if you had to stay somewhere overnight you know yeah and in, in your mind you're thinking well it's a 30 dollar hunt so it's not really it's not like spending 1200 but you're probably spending two or three times that at the end of the month you know it's right and it's how many go to the truck hunt in pkc how many do they take 64 64 so it's about it's mm. probably about the same now i mean well yeah it, it is it yeah it is it's on the breakdown yeah same format type deal but yeah it man i mean i pretty much everything i do revolves around coon hunting so i mean that's basically what i do so i work i guess i work for entries now try to save enough to go to to go to some of these bigger hunts but I'm hoping here before long I got I got to start saving up money for entry fees again. I'm I'm like I said these pro classics we got around here I think they're a great deal. You know two three hundred dollar entry fees. I mean you know they're not no big payouts but I mean they're pretty good little payouts for these two three hundred dollar hunt. You know oh they are they are. I mean I I enjoy them. I like that's I think they had one here in the what last week or two. Uh yeah Dewitt had yeah. one Saturday night. Yeah yeah and that's the place to hunt. Yeah oh yeah shoot yeah I love hunting over there, especially right now with the corn coming on like it is i mean uh-huh. yeah i think they split so i mean which i don't blame them. it was so hot as it was i don't blame them for not going back out oh no no that's you know you the split everybody's got an opinion on that too that's we wound up splitting on that uh jarvis Humphreys hunt and you know everybody's thinking well you, why didn't you hunt why didn't you do this well i mean i'm guaranteed that money right well, yeah well, I, I know what i'm gonna get when i split so difference between splitting and fourth place i mean i could easily win in there and got fourth that's what almost thirty thousand dollar difference so yeah huge yeah uh so i mean i know when you got in the final four you drew out uh, the other guys in the cat they were all burdens wasn't they <laughs> yeah they all wound up <laughs> being and it was funny is i it, on the the semifinals on that round i wound up beating sean bird to get to the finals and so and, and and we didn't actually score that tree the hunt was over we man we had to go probably a mile to sean's dogs she was in there way in there and if we go in there and if she's got a coon she wins and she goes to the final four and we get in there and um, she don't so you know so it could have been very easily been all burdens in the right. final four cast, which wow. is uh you know you don't see that very often right no i seen that whenever whenever the final four come down from that and i was like i had gum i would have split too if i'd had to fight with three different burdens <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, well that's what i told myself i done beat one i don't know if i can beat all three so <laughs> 
Uh, but I will go try if we need to. So. But no, everybody everybody was good with splitting, and, and that's fine with me. So. Right, I don't blame you. I don't know. I think I would. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I'd like to think I would have wanted to hunt it off, but I don't guess I'll ever know if I wasn't in that position, you know? Well, the the thing is, and, man, if you got time, I'll tell you this. A few weeks before that hunt, I wasn't even I, I wasn't even sure I was going to make it to that hunt. I'd, uh, I'd actually had a, a disc rupture in my back, and, I man, I was down. I couldn't walk, and I had that entry, and I, I talked to some guys about selling it, and we were doing, wound up doing, like, physical therapy, like, three times a week just to be able to barely move around. Oh, wow. And so uh, it come down to it, and I said, well, I'm going to try it. And so by the time I hunted two rounds, and I think that, that semifinals, they looked, and we had walked right about six miles. So, so David Ranger, he was with me, and I got back in the truck. I said, hey, we're, we're in the finals. I said, but if they'll split, I'm splitting. I'll crawl on that late round if they make me hunt. I said, but I'm about done. Right. And uh, and I stayed in there with my boots on because I knew if I ever took those boots off. Yeah, it was over. It, it was over. And wow. when they when the burdens all of them decided they want to split, I, was, I said, yeah, that sounds good. Right. I, I can't say I blame you there then. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd have, probably had to fight to split on that if my back was hurting. But, man. What has been your biggest achievement in coon hunting so far? And I don't, I guess, I, I guess two things as far if we're talking like, like competition side, is that kind of what we're right. yeah. looking yeah. at? Yeah. Um, I guess the, probably the two finishing sixth place in the UKC world and then winning 43,000 in that Jarvis Humphreys Memorial Hunt were the biggest two. Yeah, that's pretty big. I yeah. mean, and to do it, do it basically within, you know, six months with the same dog is pretty good. Right. So. What are your ultimate goals in hunting? I mean, I know you got hell bitch. You want to get her back out when she gets off pups. Are you going to try to start hitting the bigger hunts with her more more of the bigger hunts like that or yeah but i man i i like to go to hunts i, I like if i'm if i don't go to hunts i kind of miss them i kind of miss the guys around there and stuff too just you know hunting with everybody and seeing them so but as soon as i can get her back ready uh, my goal i want to get at least a hundred thousand one on her i think right now she's sitting around sixty four thousand lifetime right. earnings so i want to get around a hundred pkc and then she just finished the grand night three and i want to try to do that haul of fame which i think is what grand night five i think it's five and five plus some yeah five plus five plus three or four wins i think maybe i, I, I don't quote me on that i'm not 100 percent sure yeah i think it's 50 cast wins all together but i can't remember yeah and if i can yeah, if i can do that that's that's kind of my goal and and to get in the toc i never can get past the quarterfinals right. or the the zones and that and so if we can do that we're good but really truly man if she never wins another cast she's done more than i could ever asked her to do so she's got a home here right we're good yeah and maybe she seems to be reproducing pretty good so maybe you can get some pups off of her and start to start a line going down there and get some get some money one on them too uh, we'll see see what the next generation brings what has been your most memorable hunt that you've been on competition or even pleasure hunting tell you um probably probably that pro sport hunt in crockett's bluff what i think maybe a year or two ago that truck hunt right and man we got there and i don't know if y'all remember it, it was late seems like it was late february or might have been right around march but we had like a snowstorm come in yeah yeah and and we got there and it's it's bad i mean it's the roads are bad it's just but that night i had a uh, 
I had Micah Carter with me, and, and we're driving to the woods, and I, I think like 30 as fast as we can go. And uh, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, man, I, I guess I guess we're going to go hunting. I don't know what, you know what these dogs will do, how they'll hunt in, but we actually wound up treeing coons in that. Wow. And, man, you could not see a foot in front of your face the whole night. And half the night, you just stood there listening for a dog to bark. But then all of a sudden, they just went to treeing coons, and that's one I won't forget. Plus, I fell in and got wet, and, Ooh. you know, it was mm-hmm. 20 degrees. And But anyway, that's that was a good one. I, I learned, I realized then these dogs got a lot more heart than you give them credit for because I've seen them do things that I didn't even figure we'd even look up a tree. Yeah, 20 degrees in a snowstorm. I, I, don't, I don't know. If I'd have paid that entry fee, I'd have went, but I sure <laughs> yeah. hated it. Well, that's the thing. Once, once that money's been paid, you pretty much, you got to go. Um, I guess they're just give them the money but i'm gonna at least try to get my money's worth all right exactly uh, he's gonna go try to look at one coon anyway that's right uh, well man uh that's about all we got unless you know you want to thank anybody or mention anybody before we get off here uh man i guess i need i guess i need to mention my family like my you know parents for always supporting me from when i was young till now and then my wife and kids julie and i got five kids case callie micah mac and claire so thank them and i guess for putting up with me being gone and all these nights of hunting yeah it takes yeah. a strong family for this for sure and, oh, yeah. and my wife's great about it and jeff's wife's great about it so it sure takes a strong family to do this and uh man randy i appreciate you coming yes, on um i hope to see you at stamps here i guess y'all gonna start having hunts back in january yeah it won't be long hopefully it'll cool off here for too long i need to be in the woods but uh man randy i appreciate you coming on you need anything from up this way just holler at us uh if you ain't got nothing else man we'll let you get on down yes, the road sir. all right well i appreciate it yes sir yes, thank sir. you randy thank you man that was a great interview with mr randy minner i was very glad he got to was able to sit down and talk with us for a while yeah randy's a good guy like a it was a good interview um yeah so stamps arkansas in january they're gonna have some more hunts um man i don't know what else to talk about this week uh the shriners hospital benefit stud auction i guess yeah. y'all go over to that facebook page and check that out zach gravetti's got a good thing going on mm-hmm. um better keep the dogs hydrated yeah keep yourself hydrated yeah it is cooling down this yeah. week but that don't mean nothing y'all keep yeah. them dogs we're hydrated st- and shaded we're, we're still in the middle of summer yeah it's still and, August, guys. And it ain't. Well, it probably it won't get to really cooling off to, around here probably until about the end of September. Yeah, unfortunately. October. So, yeah, y'all keep them dogs cool and y'all stay in the shade. Keep yourselves hydrated. Uh, send us suggestions of people y'all want to hear on yep. this show. Um, uh, next week we're gonna have another great interview. Next week we're gonna have. Um, I'm going to ask for questions for pup training only for pup trainers. So y'all think about the questions y'all want to ask um, and y'all send them to us. I'm going to take the top 10 and get with some pup trainers I know and kind of get their, pick their brain a little bit on some questions. So y'all get them in. Uh, Jeff, you got anything else? No. No, that's it? That's it. Man, a few words this week and I like it. Uh, Well, as always, y'all take a kid hunting, take a, New guy hunting, take a grown man, old man that ain't been in years hunting, and uh, man, just just get out there and get hunting. Yep. Um, hydrate, stay cool. Uh, it's still hot, guys. Still August. Um, Jeff, you got anything else? Watch for them snakes. Man, yeah, watch for them nope ropes. Um, man, if Jeff ain't got nothing, I ain't got nothing else. Uh, we going hunting, y'all. See y'all. <laughs>